welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and on first base we have... Elizabeth Halley. And third base... Tyler Hymanson. And welcome to baseball season <laughs> on Sequel Rights! Yeah, finally! Woo. Tyler's favorite time of the year. It is the best time of the year. We're, we're actually dedicating the whole episode to our segment, Tyler's Insider Baseball. Tyler's Inside Baseball. <laughs> so Elias and I are going to turn off our mics, and here goes Tyler. And go. Well, if you haven't watched Ken Burns' baseball documentary, start there. Oh, Pause dear this. God. <laughs> Hurry up. Introduce uh, the movie and play the trailer. I'm already asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about Major League this week. And why don't you guys sit down... Pour yourself some Jack, crack open a Miller Lite, and watch the trailer. Harry Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you in our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Voodoo. Fully Maze Hayes in. Play like Maze, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Don't you have any proven major league talent? Now I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering, just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One old chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does. Thanks for me, she really does. And the pickoff. Every time we win, we peel a section. Baseball, baseball, baseball. baseball. The Cleveland Indians. What year? Uh, 1989. The year is 1989. The year is 1989. The Indians have not finished uh, within 11 games of first place in about 30 years. Yes. And, uh, you know, we get a lovely fucking Randy Newman song. To start That's right. Off this goddamn okay, I cannot believe this. Like, okay, get, Tyler, what were you going to say about it? Oh, I was going to I was going to follow up with like the music pedigree on this movie is actually pretty fantastic. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't like the song. Yeah. This song is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like It's like a sounding like a Cleveland Pride song, but it's all about the Burning River, which was a tragedy <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Like Yeah. And I'm like, is Cleveland really as nice as he's making it sound? City of light, city of magic. Light of the river being on fire. What's the magic part, though? Well, it's all the dead magicians. <laughs> I've never they been were, there. They were on a boat. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever really been to Cleveland, so I can't attest to it. I haven't been to I've been there. It is a city of magic. Right? My my best buddy uh, growing up, we he was my best friend in kindergarten, uh, Drew Chesser. And he, his, the, one of the producers of this movie is a Chesser, and his mm. family is from Ohio, and he's a, he's an Indians fan, and so I want to get to the bottom of this. Drew, if you're listening, you need to call me. Uh, <laughs> we need to find out if your uncle made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Cleveland's not that pretty. I've never been, he enjoys the, he enjoys the town, it's where his family's from. Yeah, but, I was like, what? What this song does for me in the opening is like lock this movie squarely in a time period for me. Well, it's and like it's so like us late being, 80s, early 90s. Us being Randy here, Newman. if you go to Dodgers <laughs> games or even Lakers games, the I Love LA is like the song right. that they play at the end of every game. It's yeah. Randy Newman. Randy Newman's Spoiler a hussy. Alert. Yes, I, hate that like, song too. I didn't even know that he had <laughs> songs for other ar- cities. He's sledding around with other cities. <laughs> I was so offended. I can't believe it. How many cities have you sung to, Randy? How many? <laughs> I thought you loved me, L.A. Just he, he loves city L.A. City of magic. We're not a magic Which, city. incidentally, not getting into this, the first time that I heard I Love L.A. was in the Mr. Bean movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. He goes to the Getty. Also, speaking of music, freaking score by James, James Newton Howard. Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? what? 
Also, it doesn't sound like anything he does no, nowadays. No, no, not at all. Well, and the score is like very eighties, nineties, like movie too. Oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know, it also really like transported me back to that time. Well, he yep, had a yep. lot of work to do because uh, for a lot of people, this is the best baseball movie ever made. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's Bull Durham. I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. but I really do love Major League. And one of the things that the movie does that James Newton Howard had to do a lot of heavy lifting with is because baseball teams have a lot of guys on him. There's like nine of them on a field at a time <laughs> what and in order for all these stories to happen the only viable storytelling tool is the montage mm-hmm. and so james newton howard had a lot of montage 80s stuff to do <laughs> yeah. because literally this movie is just montage montage element change montage montage romance uh, plot yeah. <laughs> montage <laughs> But I love the montages. Like. Oh, no, the montages are fantastic. Like, the, the movie is actually structured incredibly well, and I feel like it's going to be weird to say, but, like, even some of the Avengers movies kind of borrow from, like, having this many characters and oh, yeah. giving them all arcs to have. There was so much in this movie that I was like, oh, I've seen that copied a million times and didn't realize it. Yep, yep. And uh, we can talk about David S. Ward, who, lifelong Indians fan, wrote mm-hmm. and directed this movie. Oftentimes, he said the reason that he directed it and, and, and made it is the, it was the only way he'd be able to see Cleveland win <laughs> yep, uh, yep. Uh, in, in baseball playoffs in the World Series, which they do not make it to the World Series in this movie. They, they, oh, is that not the World Series? They don't even make it to the – this is them getting – like the finishing pennant, the, right? Yeah it's, fin- yeah, it's the playoffs. It's before the oh. playoffs even start. Oh, so just like Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Just going for the, the pennant. The pennant. Okay. Yeah. And uh, spoilers for Angels in the Outfield. But, you... but David, I, hey, <laughs> everybody knows like if the Angels win the pennant. Okay. Like, Joseph Gordon Levitt gets a daddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he had written The Sting and uh, was a, a a prominent screenwriter and and this is I believe his directorial debut. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Okay. But his whole thing was lifelong. Uh, Cleveland sports, you know, Indians fan, and he was like, I'm, I'm just going to make this baseball movie, and it's actually incredibly well-crafted, and I think that the the script, I, there's a lot of cliches, and the montages are just like, okay, <laughs> like, I get it. Like, yeah. it, it feels very sitcom at some points. There were, but there were some things that I was just, like, genuinely laughing at a mm-hmm. bunch of this stuff, like... And, and they do, ha- it, it does give arcs to most of these characters most of these characters start somewhere and then grow and learn something and and it's that's hard to do yeah i was gonna say that um i have seen this movie in the past but my memory of it was being way funnier than it was when i just watched it this last (laughs) time um i thought like you were, you were thinking it was like a Tommy Boy or something, like, like, like a straight-up like comedy. A, more like Naked Gun. Type. I also right. thought that going into this, because I've never seen it before, and and like, so I thought it was going to be in the same vein as Naked Gun. Yeah, so the comedy in this felt like more quaint to me. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I chuckled a couple times, but I never, like, flat-out. I never flat-out guffawed. There's definitely funny... I mean, there. Like, so I think that... And maybe I'm wrong on this. I think that this movie... The reason this movie endures so much and why it was playing on TBS pretty much once a day, every day... <laughs> Which the one thing I have to mention about that is that I think that's how I watched it, and I was watching it again, uh, you know, this week in preparation for the show. I was like, I didn't yeah. realize there was this much fucking swearing yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's I rated R. I believe this movie is rated R, uh, only because there's so many f words. Yeah, and, but it is. There's no boobs. There's no violence. Barely. No. There's nothing. It's yeah. just so ridiculous. And, and the only reason it's rated R is because that's just how baseball players talk. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just them speaking normally. There. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the. Some of the uh, swear words were used to great effect in this, so I think it's worth it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm not saying that uh, since I didn't think it was as funny as I remembered that it was a bad movie. Sure. uh, I just ended up thinking that it was like a really good baseball movie and Mm -hmm. like, you know, not even, you know, it's in the comedy vein, but it, it just plays like a quality sports film. Yeah, it's a really great sports film and it does like I said it has all the characters in the team, it has all the interplay and it has involves the town, it kind of involves that plight. There's a lot of stuff that people even if you're not a sports fan, I think that resonate and gives you an identity of just living in a town mm-hmm. and knowing these type of things. Um and I think that one of the things it does that I think is very very true about professional athletes and especially baseball players is that they're all just big kids and the movie actually addresses 
kind of masculinity issues of them being like, you know, like they're just playing this game and then they're trying to have real lives and they kind mm-hmm. of can't. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the movie uses that as a joke, but it also kind of takes it seriously and it, and it does it in a way where there's these archetypes on on a team where I think that the archetypes, if you've followed a team or if you've you've read your sports section, you know this guy. You know these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something universal and ever-present about them that I think is incredibly familiar in why this movie is beloved. Yeah, there's a uh, actually a whole special feature on the Blu-ray, uh, the Wild Thing edition. Uh-huh. Um, that's all just like uh, you know other Cleveland's Indians players and other baseball players talking about how like this movie was one of the reasons they wanted to become a baseball player in yep. the first place, and that it's like one of the most realistic depictions of the camaraderie mm-hmm. in the locker room and everything. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's another part of the reason why it's well, important. one of the, one of the, the best testaments to that is Bob Euchre, who plays, Harry, Bob Euchre. who plays He's Harry so Doyle. Funny. Uh, he is, was a former player at the time. He was an actor. Now he, it is the, uh, broadcaster. the broadcaster for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Uh, and he actually is. Yes. yes. He is. Oh, wow. Yeah. He has been since like 1972. Oh, yes. That's so funny. Uh, and, and so much of, but he, but former player and one of the greatest raconteurs in baseball. Like mm-hmm. if you watch anything, Bob Uecker's <laughs> on there telling a story and he's, and he's basically Harry Doyle. Yeah. Uh, and what David S. Ward did oftentimes during the filming of this movie would just tell, you know, Euchre some of some semblance of what was happening in the field and some like brief interview. Most of this is ad lib uh-huh, by him. Uh-huh. Like it's just him. Like this is just shit that I've heard other he's people so saying. He's so great. Yeah. Um, I actually saw him once, uh, uh-huh. in, in Milwaukee. We used to go, my dad's, uh, work used to get uh, like box tickets all the time. Oh, nice. We were walking to our box and he walked by and, and my dad was like, that's Bob Euchre. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and we should say that most of this movie is, well, I'm sure that was Miller Park, but yeah, it was, yeah, but, was uh, the most of this movie was filmed in Milwaukee at, at County Stadium. Yeah. It was great to see uh, County Stadium. Cause I actually yeah. went to some games there before it got torn down. Uh, and it was just a big like nostalgia trip. To as see it as did my mother and my grandfather. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. My grandfather saw a uh, uh, World Series game. It was a great stadium, but it was getting old. Yes, so, <laughs> and Miller Park is amazing. Um, so I don't miss it that much. You can go down the slide. Miller Park for those who don't know is where the Brewers play currently, and there is a water slide where their mm-hmm. mascot rides mm-hmm. down every time a home run is hit. And the cool thing about County Stadium, they kept the baseball field and turned that section into a little league uh, baseball field. I did not know that. And that then, is awesome. Yeah. So the field is still the same field that they used to play on. Uh, awesome. And then the rest is a parking lot um, for Miller Park. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. As much as I love talking about baseball, let's get into a little bit of the plot of this movie. Montage by montage. Montage <laughs> by montage. So the owner, uh, not unlike the McCourts who owned the Dodgers, um, he dies, and his showgirl wife, as the press has been calling her, takes over. And we find out pretty quickly that she does not want to be in Cleveland anymore, mm-hmm. and she is trying to move the team. Yeah, and she uh, she's like, here's the guys you're going to call in for spring training, and gives them, gives them this list, and <laughs> this has one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, like, <laughs> they're like going through the list like, this guy, this guy, what, what? And then she's like, yeah, just uh, call him up, yep. And then uh, the one guy goes... This here, this guy here is dead. <laughs> and she's like, well, cross him off then. <laughs> That's like a Mr. Burns, like, Simpsons joke of like, this <laughs> yeah. guy's dead. I uh, love that scene. Great. That was like one of my favorite. Yeah, when they're putting the team together, like, I was kind of like, eh, these are all like old white guys and I don't like any of them, yeah. you know? But like, I th- I would say throughout the movie, like I, by the end, I sort of like appreciated or respected almost Absolutely. all of them, Absolutely. which was kind of like, so it's cool seeing how the, they picked a bunch of younger guys that were crazy. And then guys that were just really old, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like the, the leads in this movie don't seem like the type of leads you would see in a movie nowadays. The, none of them were really- for maybe Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. But none of them have their shit figured out. Like I think that that I think that that's the thing that's kind of like when I was going to watch this movie, I was like, how? Because some of these movies we've gone back to is like they've been problematic, right? <laughs> yeah. And like I was like, how problematic is this movie going to be? And in a lot of ways, there 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 are ways that it is. Yeah. There's the still... answer is a bit. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but, the, but it was it was less than I was actually expecting. Good. Good. Um. 
because I think that that Tom Bergeron's character is the one who does a lot of the like Tom Bergeron. Oh, wait a second. No. Not Tom Bergeron. <laughs> Tom Bergeron's the guy from Yeah, yeah. America. <laughs> America's Tom fun- Berenger, I think Tom is what you're Berger. trying to say, right? America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah. Please. I, was, I was like, that name doesn't quite sound right. Tom Berenger. Uh, he does some hardcore stalking. Um, but I feel like that that there's so much of these guys. All these guys are trying to be better and trying to be more than what they are. And they all know that they're flawed in a way that I think makes the movie ring true and makes all of their arcs feel satisfying and and you kind of know these guys like i said there's they are archetypes in a way where if you've watched any baseball team you recognize them yeah but the the movie does a really good job of characterizing them and making them feel unique yeah the main thing that i could have done without in the movie is uh the serrano voodoo stuff really yeah it is very racist but it's really funny it's (laughs) also it's also true some of it is true. obviously they exaggerated it a lot i mean santeria is a thing in cuba but like they really come on i didn't think it was that funny personally (laughs) and i was just kind of like okay can we move on from this i have a I, i don't know i felt like there's probably people that love this movie and think that is like the funniest shit in the movie. They, well, it's a thing. And they, I, yeah, they, yeah, in, but I was just like, when the Indians were in the World Series, they made a shrine to Jobu. Yeah, and they put I just, the. I the googled that you can buy bobbleheads, you can buy yeah. the figure, you can yeah. buy shirts with it. Everything. I just didn't like it. I, one funny. of one of my <laughs> favorite players uh, is Vlad. My, my favorite player is Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, he's Dominican, and mm-hmm. not that I'm saying that he practiced Santeria, right? But uh, I, I think that that th- I just think that the movie plays like you're supposed to be laughing at this guy the whole time. I don't do, think so. No, I like him think, a lot. Do you think that that the I that I, I mean, there's there's the there's the the old pitcher who's tries to say a prayer. Yeah, and they take the piss out of him too. Yeah, that's and what then I and then he like it's it's basically them both saying like. Both your religions are superstition, yeah, and, then, but, and they come together at the end. I guess I don't know. I don't think I don't think <laughs> I, I think that that to me it's more about baseball players being superstitious yeah. than actually being about religion. And I think that they're they're using his beliefs as a foil to the Christian guy being. Yeah, like, I think both of them are over exaggerated for parody. Sake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you're supposed to be laughing at. Like what? The, what crazy thing does he believe? It's like because they all believe just as crazy shit. Yeah, I suppose because all baseball players have like they're the most superstitious motherfuckers out there. I just don't believe that everyone will see that. <laughs> that uh, I understand dichotomy. This I understand. Way, but yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, that being said, yeah, I, I I watched this movie when I was seven. Yeah, and. <laughs> Thought that Serrano was hilarious. <laughs> I just thought I was just really surprised because I haven't seen Dennis Haysbert really in anything other than like Twenty Four and Allstate commercials. Right. And so I was like, he's hilarious, and also he was super hot then. I was like, you, who is this man? Do, like, do you, do you want him to be even more attractive? Sure. Because this is fucking true. He uh, in that final scene where he hits that home run, he hit that fucking home run. I heard that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I heard he awesome. hit a bunch. He like... hit a bunch, yeah. Like he, like he, like that. The interesting thing about this movie is that most people in it actually played baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, famously in an interview, I think it was in 2011. Well, well, first Charlie Sheen pitched in high school and then had a uh, scholarship offering to, to pitch in in college. Mm-hmm. And what he said in 2011 is that he took steroids mm-hmm. so that he could pitch faster. For this movie, mm-hmm. which is like whatever. But Bob Euchre, when he saw him pitch, said that he could have been professional, like he mm-hmm. could have been, yeah. you know, one of the greats. And most people in uh, uh, Corbin Benson, um, was it Tom, Tom Berenger, Ber- yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom <laughs> Bergeron, uh, and the guy, the the old Christian, the the yeah, the pitcher who has Harris. Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it is Harris. Yeah, Harris. Um, all, all pitched and and all played. Uh, yeah, and like the actors all went to like a they did a two week baseball like academy, like a boot camp. Yeah, and they had Steve Yeager on yep. set to like help train them, which is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. of the Dodgers. I was surprised Dodgers. to. I guess this is just me being biased, and I guess it hasn't really been that long. But I was surprised that most of those guys are still alive. Yeah, like almost the entire cast almost is still alive. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, okay. Like I don't. I think just back then they just cast people in movies that were actually like the right ages. Well, that's what, people I that like really that's what I was younger. saying. Yeah, like, they're not casting all the hot guys. They're like casting a bunch of like 
kind of schlubby looking dudes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, like well, super sexy. No, they, they cast lead actor. Dudes who look like baseball players. Yeah, exactly. Like I, one of my favorite characters in this movie is Willie Mays Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how He's they, the pl- how they play the plays by play by Wesley Snipes. Uh, and which he turned down a role and do the right thing to That's do this heard, movie. Yeah. Dang. Um, and cause it, I mean, it was a big role, but he, he did plenty of movies with Spike Lee after this. Uh, but it, so so they the conceit is, is that they want to move the team Miami. Let's put together a bunch of rejects and make the worst team ever. Mm-hmm. They bring in a manager who is you know has only managed uh, I I think was a. Uh, uh, an overseas league, or was it triple A? Something like the mud, the, mud, the mud, mud hens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and like the, you know they're gonna be a bunch of garbage. You don't have to worry about it. And then um, Wesley Snipes. So you, you get all these guys, and and you get and Charlie Sheen was in prison, and and <laughs> yeah, I love know, that like, scene where he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna, gonna be make, able to make it in time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, in yeah, prison. he's yeah, he's he's in his orange, you know, uh, uh, doing the phone call from his <laughs> yeah. his one call a day, and you know and. Everyone else is too old or whatever. And Willie and Willie Mays Hayes rolls up in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and he's basically it becomes obvious very quickly that he's just fronting. Yeah. Trying to like trying to get in. And but there's a scene where like security comes in, you think they're gonna take Charlie Sheen out. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. And then they take uh Willie Mays Hayes out in the dumbest way possible. Here's here's the magic of this movie because it's like it is this is like a naked gun joke. That was one where, of the few yeah, non-realistic yeah, yeah. Yeah, things. Where, yeah, where security like lifts up a bunk bed and drops him off in like his like royal pajamas <laughs> that he's sleeping in. Uh and then everyone's out there running fifties, and then it like cuts to like a, a slow motion shot of him just like in his pajamas like beating these guys out and like i feel like that that shot is a lot of the reason why a lot of baseball players and people say this is like an inspiring movie to them because it's just like i'm not supposed to be here nobody knows way i'm no one gives you the respect but like i can show you that like that's the type of opportunity that these type of teams have uh and it's something it's it's like a rudy moment Mm -hmm. that's played from a joke which is why, like, that's basically the nucleus of this movie. Mm-hmm. Of, of like, hey, here's this, like, a bunch of misfits coming together and stepping up in a way that's meaningful, that looks ridiculous. <laughs> Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> Training montage. <laughs> commence. Yep. Of course, they suck at first, just like the lady wanted. They're terrible. Yeah, we get that great scene. Uh, you know, they start playing their first games. <laughs> Bob Uecker's like, listen to the roar of the crowd of the Indians. Take the field. And he holds the mic out. And he's like, nobody's screaming. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it's because the second time he did it, he just takes the mic and goes like, yeah, 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 yeah go Indians. Like, he, said that's, he said that's something he used to do. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. In real life. And there's, and there's something that's great about this movie, too. And I think that, again, it's something that, that makes it long-lasting is that when we, we see these like interstitials between the yes. montages of the town and people like you get characters in like diners and people around mm-hmm. you get the janitor you from get, scrubs you get the janitor from scrubs <laughs> uh and apparently a cut jeremy piven uh, <laughs> uh but and they're, they, they're kind of commenting on what's happening, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a good year." Before, and then they see like who makes the team. They're like, "These guys fucking suck." Like, yeah, they're, they're like, terrible. "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Michael Freeman." Or something like that. <laughs> My favorite, of course, predictably, was the Japanese groundskeepers. Indeed. <laughs> Every time there's they're like, shitty. Yeah, they're <laughs> shitty. I, it was like Hontoni. Takus, Hontoni Takuso Disney. Incidentally, that was actually a father and son, yeah. and they are groundskeepers. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, they totally suck. They totally suck. And they they do a good job in the spring training montage. They totally suck, but you find – you know exactly why each individual player sucks. Like uh, uh, Tom Berenger's – he's old. His knees are terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin Burson – is a you know a hot shot you he know he doesn't try hard enough he doesn't try yeah. he's basically he want to get hurt he's yeah. basically at the end of his contract like he's he's getting paid he doesn't give a shit he doesn't have to do anything uh Dennis Haybert Haysbert can hit every fastball anything that's a curveball <laughs> he just pops up and he's off like he just swings at it and sucks yep. like Willie Mays Hayes he thinks he can hit for power but he can't and he just needs to hit ground balls and get on base but he can't do it uh Charlie <laughs> Sheen 
cannot throw a strike yep. to save his life. Yep. Uh, but but has he gas has temper. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Christian dude, I forget his name. He's just Harris. old. Yeah. yeah he's, he's just old. old. He, and so, but he had one of my in one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah. Like he takes his shirt off and 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 the like they're changing in the locker room. And he's like, like, what's all that shit on your chest? And he's like, has all these different substances to just yeah. knuckle up he's the like, ball, <laughs> which is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And then he's like, also sometimes I just put some jalapenos under my nose, nose. <laughs> get some the... snot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you put snot on the ball? Yeah. He's like, Great. yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> um, which incidentally, David S. Ward has said in the th- the third movie. Okay. David S. Ward wants to make a sequel that's not that, that like in the fourth movie. I'll, I, I misspoke. Um, <laughs> that that it would be Charlie Sheen talking about uh, uh, like like giving taking on that role of, oh, of nice. that character, yeah. basically. Cool, cool. Uh, well, this is. Uh, I think we get introduced to the uh, romance subplot shortly after these first games. Indeed. Yeah, so he's in love with his ex-wife, whose defining characteristic is that she never locks the door. Is ex- it even his ex-wife? No, ex-girlfriend? Yeah, oh, really? I think it's just a girl that he. Oh, I yeah. thought it, I he thought that up his he chances said it was with. his ex-wife yeah, yeah. for some reason. Anyway, yeah, Tom Tom Berenger, uh, he was a a hotshot player, and then his knees gave out, and then he was in the Mexico leagues, and then he got Paul called back up, and he has a girlfriend that he has not seen in three years. That uh, has moved on with her life. Yeah, he cheated on her and multiple uh, times. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And he never showed interest in her career as a librarian. Well, at the time she was a professional, professional swimmer. swimmer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, every time he goes to see her, he just walks in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. both her boyfriend's house and her house, two times. Yeah, and I love uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> She's like, he follows her uh, to where she works at the library. And they're like arguing about how like oh you know we used to be so great together, and she was she she says I stopped being an athlete three years ago. Books are my life now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all mad that he yeah. he didn't read Moby Dick, or that's what he thinks she's mad about. Yes, that's no, no, and that's the key. That's what he thinks that she's yeah. mad about. So like, not no, all the that women that he fucked. That I didn't read Moby Dick. I did like how that kept because then he starts reading Moby Dick as like a comic or like yeah. a, a comic book version, but then that's the only uh, reading material they have on the crappy yes. bus so that Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes start reading other books as comics. Like, they're talking about, like, uh, I don't remember the, what the other ones uh, no, were. It was they like, were, like, like classic like, books. Yeah, it was yeah. like Queequay and, like, Last of the... Yeah, like, yeah as yeah. comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was great. Yeah, so, yeah, it's Renee, played by Renee Russo. She has a fancy art boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a jerk who's purposely shoving in his face. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, so what do we know about what the fans of Cleveland actually do now? Like, so, okay, right now, they're still the Indians, right? With that same logo and everything. Chief, Chief Wahoo is the super offensive logo. They're phasing it out next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So do they still uh, do, like, the war paint and the, no. the feather headdresses? So, like, do so, they still have the teepee in the... They do not. Okay. <laughs> Because, yeah, in this movie, I mean, these people were funny, like, in that they were hardcore fans, but it's it's horrible. All the Indian stuff is just horrible. Unlike unlike the Washington Football Club, uh, which is not changing their name from the much more offensive... Redskins. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, uh, Indians are phasing out the Chief Wahoo logo. So is it, next are year. they still going to be the Indians? Uh, I yeah, think so. I think they're still going to be the Indians, but they do not. They're not having that cartoon Indian. Okay. And they're they're changing to something else. Most most of that stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's, a, I did, it's basically like a C. It's kind of like the yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, I did think that these characters, uh, if you just think of them in there, you know, as a yes product of that time, they were really funny. It's like four or five hardcore fans. They're yeah. the only people there. My favorite part was when the guy was like, "Maybe we should start one of those waves," and it's just three guys, <laughs> and the guy in the middle refuses to do it. So it's just the two guys on the end taking turns standing up. So funny. The, yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, I thought they were kind of dumb, but I liked the. I like the part when um, one of the other you know players on the opposite team is hitting a home run, uh-huh. and the the one guy's oh, like, yeah, I think it, like, I no, think it's no, too no, high. it's too high. And then like the whole, they spend the whole rest of the game arguing like, what do you mean it's too, too high? high. <laughs> it can't be too high. What's going on? What does it matter? And you see 
see like the game keeps going on and they're still arguing are you, about what he meant no, by I mean, being they, too they're, high. Again, this movie gets to real truth about baseball where like they are the quintessential baseball fans of just like yeah. they're there, they're dedicated. Everyone thinks they they know more than everybody else, yep, yep. <laughs> and they say dumb shit. Yeah, but I I I really I want the gif of that those two guys doing the wave. Yeah, but... it's so good. <laughs> well, and and it is it is interesting in that it, it doesn't feel like it, it is it is because David S. Ward is such a fan of the Indians and it's such a loving thing, and I feel like the Indians again not to talk more shit on the Redskins, but they have. They they are they're it's way too late, mm-hmm. but there there is nothing offensive about other than the logos that they have and and the, the in, in the depictions of this movie. It's just fans trying to be fans in the times that they yeah. were, and it's good to be able to talk about it while their Indians are phasing out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to change all those awesome vintage like. Uh, scoreboard animations too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they had they had many yeah. like euphemisms for the different parts of the field that were all like they're like, and yes. it's off the reservation. And, 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 yeah. and listen yeah, yeah. up, featherheads yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> and some of that's just letting Bob Euchre talk. Yeah, <laughs> no, there is one where he's like, oh, he shot that all the way to South America. Yeah, gonna need a visa to catch that one. Right. That's not about Indians. Yeah. Though. No, I'm just saying. Oh. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. There's another like stupid like. Yeah. yeah. Cultural joke. Um, and then we get like a female harassing men sexual harassment scene, yeah. which is very weird and like tonally strange. Uh, but yeah, the character of the owner just walks into the the locker room when they're all naked, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and she basically just starts like hitting their cups and slapping them on the ass. Yeah. And it's very like... well. And, and, the, and the owner is just like uh, the, the coach who I love he's so like adorable yeah, yeah he's, he's like a teddy so bear good. guy yeah, yeah. he's so good in this movie and like you stand there naked and then she's like you get a towel he's like we can't afford towels <laughs> <laughs> and then like, it's, it's like he like does it in a power play and she's like i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be phased by this yeah. uh apparently well I, I guess we can get to this uh she's a pretty great villain mm-hmm. in terms of of wanting to uh move this team and this is one of those interstitials where we like we know that we know the concept of like these are a bunch of fuck ups and they all and we want the teams to to succeed at this point because we we like these guys and mm-hmm. we want to see them mm-hmm. do good uh, and we don't like her and we kind of get it but what emerges is that she purposely wants them to 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 lose mm-hmm. and that is something that all these misfits can unify around and then can become selfless in terms of, of winning. Um, <laughs> try to prove her wrong and try to make it. Try. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that I thought was really bad. They basically get a cardboard cutout and she's like, they have a, her pieces of her dress that they pull off yeah. every time they win. Yeah. But I mean, I guess by the time they're done with it, she's really not naked. She's wearing underwear and she has yeah. little pasties on. And so right. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Like in that case, they're trying to villainize this person to bring the team together. And yeah, it's like a sexual thing, but it, at least it, they didn't go like all it's the like, way. Yeah, it's like, it's like they, they photoshopped her head onto a cardboard cutout. Uh, well, like also if she was yeah. a Vegas showgirl, right? No, yeah. This they, photo might've oh, existed. Oh, the, oh you, that's, actually a very good point yeah. they probably it's probably just something that they bought that's yeah. what i was thinking and then they put clothes on her yeah yeah <laughs> it might have already existed so, i mean her. yeah it's yeah. not great it's but at the same time it's like she's the villain and they're trying here's to the reason that i think that it's I, I absolutely agree that it is problematic and yeah. again i'm coming back to it, it's not as problematic as i thought it was yeah but the movie makes these the, these grown men children and mm-hmm. they're trying to grow up like all of them and it's a very childish way for them to be motivated and do this. And I think that the movie acknowledges that it's childish. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that kind of softens it. At the same time, not in 2018. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's rated R. They could have just as easily had a naked woman body. I actually thought she was going to be naked. I did too. And I was kind of like, oh, all right, well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't put that on a billboard in Vegas. <laughs> that they they would put that cardboard cutout on a billboard in Vegas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were you about to bring up the alternate ending thing? Yes. Uh, so when the team is actually doing very, very good, and uh, I guess we can 
get to that they get to a uh they're tied for first place mm-hmm. and there it goes to a one game playoff which sorry guys brief baseball aside uh-oh <laughs> inside baseball um <laughs> uh, that a couple of years ago, uh, there was multiple one-game playoffs for first place. Hmm. So this is like a rare occasion, what's happening in this movie. It's a one-game playoff for first place because there was a tie. Okay. Right? So what baseball did probably – it's probably more years ago than I – actually, I think it's probably like six years ago now. <laughs> uh, but that there is the, – the wild card used to be the uh, best record out of the, the people who got first place. Now it forces one-game playoffs. So the fictional situation that this movie puts out there is now the how the playoffs are determined in baseball. Hmm. Another thing that happened is that most pitchers didn't used to come out to a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I was surprised to learn that this movie originated that. And now a lot, all pitchers come out yeah. to a song. All players uh, almost like, yes. go up to bat and everything. Yeah, yep. I got to say, though, that scene... In the final game, when Charlie Sheen comes out and everyone starts singing Wild Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good scene because it just, really like, great. reminds you. There's just, like, some feeling that you can't explain when you're in a sports stadium no. and everybody is singing the same song. It's so good. It's yeah. so awesome. He looks so badass. He like, looks so badass. I have the glasses. Uh, all right, guys. All right. <laughs> I have to. I have to. I'm going to go down memory lane and baseball Aww. lane here. Uh, my grandma, uh, lived in San Diego. We went to go to a lot of Padres games. Mm-hmm. The time it was Padres, it was, it was nineties Padres. Uh, you got Tony Gwynn and you had hall of fame closer, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman came out to ACDC's Hell's Bells. <laughs> and when Hell's Bells played, you knew that the Padres were about to win a game because Trevor Hoffman was that fucking good. Nice. And when I, like the overload trailers in theaters right now, yeah. and it uses that song <laughs> and I get like goosebumps hearing it because I'm just like, Oh, Trevor Hoffman's coming out. <laughs> like, like he's going to throw the curveball. Yeah. Uh, and there's just something like, just to your point, Eliz, there's something really magical and grounding about that, that, uh, I have to thank this movie for because and it's something special too. When it's like, for some reason, like a popular song yeah. crosses over, like it's obviously, you know, I went to USC, I was in the band, uh, but, um, the, the fight song is great and it's great when everyone sings sure. stuff like that. But when it's like for some, when some, for some reason, everybody has been caught up in the moment of the zeitgeist of some popular song that yeah. has crossed over. Like that is really, really cool for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing quite like it. Uh, the song plays on the menu of the Blu-ray over and over <laughs> and over. Did you fall asleep? That sounds like someone who fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it has the part in there where the Japanese guy is singing. And it's like, oh, I yeah. hadn't watched the movie again. So I was like, uh-huh. uh, their, their voices come up a little louder at one part in it. And you're, I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. And then you That's nice movie. that the production company putting the DVD together just lifted that from the, yeah, from yeah. This, from the other track. It is yeah, a, that way they don't have to pay for the song again. It's one of the, the yeah, that's audio. like an iconic shot, him like leaving the bullpen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's really great. Um, So I guess we have – one thing I like, and let me backtrack to get into this first place game. Because they, they – I was talking about her coming into the locker room and kind of setting up that, that – she just wants them to lose. She's they re- sabotaging them by taking away all luxuries. That's what they, they realize. Yeah. yeah, like like they're on a plane, then they're on a bus, and yeah. like like they don't have any any. I guess they're um, they don't have soaking, training soaking, equipment. Tra- they don't they, have they, their physical they, therapy stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have nothing. And basically, there's a moment in the locker room where they're like, "Well, we could just like, oh, we're supposed to suck. That's why we're here. We're all terrible." Mm-hmm. And they realize, like, well, there's only one thing we can do. Let's just win everything. Mm-hmm. Let's just prove them yep. all wrong. And the movie earns this moment in a way that I feel like is difficult. Is mm-hmm. difficult to do. Uh, but you believe it. You believe it in the locker room. You actually believe that every single person that you've met, that seen, that you've seen struggle, buys into this dumb. Every time they win, we're going to rip a piece of clothing off the owner. Uh, cardboard cutout thing, but it earns it in a well, way. Well, and also their lives and their livelihood are absolutely, at stake, especially absolutely. for the younger ones, you know, and yeah, the older yeah. guys. Yeah, the older guys want to go out on top, and the younger ones want to keep be able to keep going. And I, and we, I, 
We oh, skipped over a whole scene where they talk about getting the red the red tag in your locker. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And you see, so like that has already built up stakes, and you know, yes. we've seen so many games through montages and stuff, and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with these people. So yeah. So yeah, in spring training, I love the red tag thing because yeah. you because it do, it does a bunch of things. It shows and they show you uh, this movie does something that I really love. So the the red tag in the locker as you're doing spring training, and if you go back at the end of the day, you see a red tag that that you didn't make the team, mm-hmm. and your life's over basically. And uh, this is actually two things. One thing the movie does is that they show a guy that we have not seen before, yep. but we but who who is acting as acting his ass off. That he gets the tag and he's just like, fuck, yeah. I, like, I, I'm done. But I, I liked that the, what was the main character's name? The character name? The Tom Berenger character? Jake, Jake Taylor. Taylor. Jake Taylor, yeah. He, he kind of becomes like the dad guy. And I really liked that he told Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes, he's like, no matter what you see in that locker, you keep your mouth shut until yeah. you go outside <laughs> because there are guys whose lives are over and you don't want to celebrate in front of and them. And that was the, so nice. And that was the second thing that I was going to say. Yeah. Like the movie sets up that role where it's like there's these young guys. Guys, and then there's these old guys, and they're they're in the same spot because they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like the none of these dudes are the ultimate badass. I'm gonna come out there and destroy. Like I'm the professional athlete. Like they're all vulnerable and they're all kids yeah. uh, in their own way. And like that's the that's the scene I think that that is so humanizing and and makes him a leader, but also makes it, but. Throughout the course of the movie and his relationship, you see what a child he is. Yeah. And he's the guy that they're looking up to. He is, yeah. I I mean, I was kind of like, why are these three guys, like, friends, other than that they're the three big actors? You Uh know, like Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, and this guy. But I still liked it because he was so sweet to them in a weird way. Like, it was really cute and nice like i i really love there's a scene where uh uh jake taylor gets back to the main like when they when they all make the team and they're back in cleveland and he goes out there and is is like a little kid <laughs> pretending he's in the mm-hmm. big game yeah, yeah. and and calling his shot and swings and mimes it around and he's just like and it's something that we've that we've all thought that we would do or mm-hmm. you know if you've had any baseball aspirations and he you know fake runs the bases and he's just living the moment it's something that's played almost like it's something in the natural, like it's this beautiful like thing, and the two young guys are watching him and they're giving him shit for it, <laughs> yeah. and they they're laughing at him. They're like, "Oh, it was amazing!" Like, like, like what, 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 what type of picture is that? They're giving him all this shit. <laughs> but I think that the secret of that scene is that both those dudes want to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's weird because we're Charlie Sheen is such a personality obviously now in popular culture and we all have preconceived notions of who he is and what he's like and i haven't seen this movie before so when he started you know being like this bad boy who's in prison i was like oh well that was a self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) you know like but like they show that that's like kind of just a cover for like his dreams and like he actually ends up being like kind of a really nice guy in a weird way especially i mean you know we can get into this whole thing where this guy dorn doesn't like him and he's giving him crap the entire time he he gave him a fake red tag yeah yep and uh, there's other times he threw a game or he threw a play really bad just to yeah. um, spite Charlie Sheen. And there's a point where this dude's wife sees him <laughs> cheating on her. Like he not- yeah. she notices on TV that he's taking another woman because, into a hotel room. Because now that the Indians are popular enough, they're getting TV coverage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's not thinking about it. Yeah. That. So he happens to watch the reporter and in the background, she or sorry, she's watching and she sees behind the reporter that he's going off with another woman. So she like goes to Charlie Sheen and like gets him to sleep with her by just you know hitting on him and appealing to his ego and being like uh-huh. I don't even care about your baseball I just think you're incredibly and sexy. You're uses the <laughs> uses the fuck out of him yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then in the morning she's like oh yeah my husband you know like and he's like what the what hell the like fuck? and you know I that's not what I was expecting from the character because yeah. it was Charlie Sheen I thought he was gonna be like a womanizer and do yeah, drugs yeah. and be horrible and yeah. do, but he was just like this guy who was caught in the middle of this he ridiculous was a, he thing. was a kid yeah. Yeah, yeah and then and then Jake Taylor comes in because they're friends like <laughs> yeah. Dorn, like he knows the wife and she's like hey Jake yeah and then Charlie Sheen's just like I didn't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did like and he and, and he looks mortified yeah 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 and we learn too that like the reason that uh, you know he's been 
throwing pitches so horribly his entire life is because he you cannot he, see. He, that been, was cute too. Yeah, yeah. So he's been like this misunderstood guy, like who just I, I, didn't so, know so he had bad eyes. Let's get <laughs> let's get into. I actually don't know the actor's name. Do you guys know the actor's name who plays the coach? No. Uh, I, I often said that if you know who Jim Leland is, I think this is exactly how Jim Leland actually manages. He mm-hmm. was the manager of the Marlins when they won the World Series and the Tigers. But so there's two scenes. When Dorn plants the fake red tag on in Charlie Sheen's locker, Charlie Sheen storms into the yeah. manager's office and he's like he's like, I'm like, you you're gonna regret this for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. Like every time I pitch against you, like I'm gonna like I'm gonna be amazing and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pay for this every time that I face you. And he's like, Well, that's great. I love that. Um, <laughs> but I think someone's fucking with you because I didn't yeah. cut you. Yeah. And then, and, and, then, and then, like, it's not even the, like, he realizes he's embarrassed and he leaves. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. I don't know. You're talking about James Gammon. Is that his name? Okay. James Gammon. Uh, he says that. Oh, and then uh, it was the glasses scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and so he's basically like, like Charlie Sheen cannot find his control. And he's basically having the conversation to send him down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, like you have a lot of talent and a couple guys, you know, get that right. And then he does this amazing thing where he realizes like maybe this fucker can't see. <laughs> <laughs> and and the scene's so great because he's doing he's letting him down easy. Like he's doing the whole thing where like you're going to go down to the minors, it's going to be all right. Like yeah. you're you know like like you you're really talented, but it's just not going to work out. And then he kind of realizes and then just kind of makes like a fake eye chart. Yeah. And then it just like cut to Charlie Sheen and glasses and cut to him yeah, being like, amazing. Read me these letters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, it's a good way of getting that scene. I think that's why uh, Vaughn feels so human is that he's the one who gets, who is under threat of being sent down and being made irrelevant. More than anyone else in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he did. Uh, his performances are great. Yeah. Um, what else? We get. We're getting to the end here. Well, I think that I think that we're getting towards the end, and also getting towards one of the more important elements of this movie in that the Yankees are the bad guys. Yeah. And the Yankees yes. are always the bad guys. Yes. <laughs> so great. It's the pinstripes. Yankees, Yankees suck. Uh-huh. Fuck uh-huh. the Yankees. Uh, also, if you're a Yankee fan, give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apologies. My team, the Angels, have given you enough playoff wins. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, we, we they set up an adversary. They set up the Yankees as the bad guys. I guess that that was the hardest thing for David S. Ward to get clearance from. To get mm. uh, Major League Baseball wasn't as concerned with with the images, but the Yankees obviously have always been that. And I guess George Steinbrenner who was the owner at the time. Uh, sons are the owner Steinbrenner. Uh, uh, he's a Cleveland guy and uh, thought that at the end of the day it would it'd be good to be in the movie. And they don't really do anything bad except try to win. Like, no, yeah. no. They're the, they're the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, the, they're the Yankees. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that's amazing about it because especially in that division, like, like if it was just some random team, it would not be the same. Like, mm-hmm. it, like especially for Cleveland, it's the fucking Yankees. Mm-hmm. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, and especially in that time period, it was the, when the Yankees were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So they're set up as the the main adversary, and they're the team. So we see – I believe it's the first game of the season. We yep. see, you know, Vaughn can't pitch to them. Well, you know, Hayes can't hit them. Nothing, Nothing's going right. Um, and – We see them again later, and that's yes. still the same. Still the same. It's like the one team they can't beat. It's the one team they can't beat, and, and that's – True for almost every team in mm. baseball. Because fuck the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kryptonite for every team. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that one of the more fun things about this movie, too, is and, – and it kind of makes it uncynical, and it's hard to do, where you have this team of fuck-ups, and they start doing well. And because you see they've, they've had the groundskeepers and these montage people around town – as the team gets better, you see them start to get excited about that, and then you start to get excited for the city. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of amazing to have a sports film that has the city as one of the main characters mm-hmm. in it, and it's part and parcel for the Indians. 
And it would be like there's there's a point where there's like a local news anchor you've never seen before wearing a bunch of dumb Indian shit in, a, <laughs> yeah. in the hotel lobby. This is actually where Dorn's wife uh, catches him. Um, and yes, it's offensive and racist, but it's kind of amazing that it's not cynical when you get yeah. you, like you feel the entire team, the entire town getting behind the team. Yeah, even though it's now now it's a cliche. I like the scene where there's a bunch of patrons in a bar watching the game, yeah. and when they win, like some you know working class guy starts hugging this like punk like rock person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like and they're all the, they hug and they're like, wait a minute, and then like ah whatever, and they just yeah. hug again, and everyone's yeah. cheering, and it's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the 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 slow motion final scene is really great. Okay, yes. they're in slow motion and in my head I'm like, come on, freeze frame, freeze frame. Please end in a freeze frame and it ended in a freeze yeah. frame and I was like, yeah. yeah. Um so so yeah, and you kind of get in this last game everybody kind of overcomes their deficits mm-hmm. and uh I think in a way the most humbling one I I love how this movie ends. So basically there is, you know, Hayes gets on, he 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 can steal. Serrano ties up the game with it with a home run, and you know, everybody kind of does what they're supposed to do, and then Jake Taylor's up. And uh I guess this isn't how they actually win, but this is what I, I super remember about it. Um and he's calls out like the Babe Ruth shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're that, like, Oh my god, no yeah. one's done this <laughs> then, since Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets thrown at and and gets knocked, at, you know, and jumps down. And then he calls the shot again because he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to be intimidated. Yep. <laughs> and then lays down a bunt. <laughs> yep. Which is the most baseball badass yeah. thing. It is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, his victory isn't, yeah, I did it. And I think that this is kind of the metaphor for masculinity in this whole movie mm-hmm. of, of where he – doesn't you know like it's the whole bravado it's the whole thing of like i'm doing this i'm doing you know like look at me and then it's like i'm gonna lay down the bunt i'm gonna sacrifice i'm gonna pay the dues and i'm gonna run out and blow my knees out yep <laughs> i like like and, and they, it's done so well where you can tell she's like oh his career's over yeah mm-hmm. and then he looks pained yeah yeah that <laughs> yeah like like he's like it, it, it's just and it's and it's beating out a a easy bunt to first base yeah and they make that the most dramatic thing and i think that that is the thing that you you read that because of his character you know how important it is and as a baseball fan those are the players that you love the guys who do that on the simplest smallest play obviously everything's magnified i mean baseball cuts off pieces of itself and feeds it to you (laughs) and like you know the the bottom of the ninth it's like you're the guy and, and you're doing that but at the end of the day, it's running out of a pitch to first base, and that's the moment that this movie chooses to make the big heroic yeah. scene. Yeah, I thought that was really not what I was expecting too, because yeah. you expect it to end on a home run. Yeah, you know? like oh, yeah, base right. is loaded, yeah, yeah. grand slam, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and so I was like, oh, great, you know. But I was, I was happy, but I was just like, wow, that's yeah. not at it all what like I was it thinking. So that Willie Mays can uh, score that yep. slide into home. Yep, pretty great. Pretty uh, great. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. And then uh, he sees someone in the crowd who don't got no what's, ring anymore. What's that, a librarian? Yeah, she's like, oh, I harassed <laughs> you. She purposely enough? shows that she's not wearing her wedding, her engagement ring anymore. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, is it just in her pocket? And if they hadn't won, <laughs> would she have done that still? Do we do we yeah. want to talk about the relationship more? Or are we okay? I don't really, it's not it's, okay. It's not really a relationship. It's not really super interesting. No, it's not. Either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care about that. Too and much. then, and then, uh, I mean, we kind of missed out. There was a kind of a back and forth between Serrano and the the Christian pitcher, but they have a big hugging thing at the they end. They do, and I liked how um, Serrano, you know, he didn't get to sacrifice a live chicken yeah. at the end, and so when he comes out, he's just like. He's like, you know, Jobu, I've been doing all these things for you, and you still haven't helped me. And you yeah. know what? If you're not going to help me, then screw it. I'm going to do it myself, you yeah. know? And then that's when he gets yeah. the – so I thought that, you know, he broke free of the stupid thing or whatever. Right. You know, or, so. or or he believes in it more, but it's just – it's either – I don't. I. I, I whatever I agree. works. It's what, a whatever yeah. works no, situation. Like, I, think, yeah. I think that that's the it's thing. Like where, it's like Dumbo's feather. You know, like, whatever works. It's, okay. it's like that's what cements it is. Just like it's superstition and like yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that that gets to pretty much the end of, of Major League. I don't know if there's anything else. We get, uh, a, we get a rock and Bill Medley song at the end. Indeed. Famous for uh, I've Had the Time of My Life. 
uh, Dirty Dancing just a uh-huh. couple years earlier. Uh-huh. I will say those Japanese groundskeepers, just this is so nerdy, but the son, the father has passed away since the son, um, he, I, when I was looking for information about him, he wrote a really, really long article about growing up as a, a Sansei, third generation Japanese in Chicago. And oh, wow. for me, like my whole life, I've heard everything about the California Japanese immigrant experience and the camps and everything. But reading this whole thing and there was like his father had to deal with the mob to get their business and oh my God. all this stuff about the Japanese community in Chicago that I had no freaking clue about. And it was super interesting. So if you care at all about that, Google this guy. I, I would love to. Yeah. Post on the website. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> it was really like a cool story and just something I, you know, I think, oh, I know all this stuff about Japanese American yeah. history, but then I was just like, whoa, what is this? Dang. Like I never even knew. So that was cool. <laughs> nice. Um, I did want to bring up the alternate ending or what's oh, more yes. kind of like an alternate characterization mm-hmm. of one of the characters. Right. So this, this main, uh, the owner, uh, well, uh, yeah, Miss Phelps. this actually brings up two things. Uh, she, she, Miss Phelps, uh, she was based off of, uh, the wife of the owner of the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a point in the movie where they shot her telling the GM, and I think that this is another thing that the GM uh, in this movie, the general manager, uh, he like has to be part and parcel, like she's like of of her plan, and it's kind of like the quintessential GM role <laughs> yeah. where he's just like has to do what she says, but he wants the team to do well, <laughs> right. and is like, and so like he's like he's kind of he, he cop- doesn't want to move to Miami, yeah, like he's <laughs> he's caught between a rock and a hard place, but apparently. There is a scene in that they shot with her being like, I actually really care about this team. Yeah, Lou, uh, I mean, yeah. it's on the Blu-ray. I don't know if you okay. guys oh. watched it, but Lou comes in and says, like, I'm going to, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm, here's my letter of resignation. I'm out. Uh-huh. And then she goes on to explain, like, uh, that she actually had mastermind the whole thing. And, yeah. Like, do you think I'd really hire these crazy people? Yeah. And, like, and, and she's like, everyone has talent that otherwise we couldn't get them. Yeah. And she's you like, you were the I, only guy that we, we, we could bring him together. Yeah. She says like, I specifically went out and scouted each of these players and I yeah. scouted you too, Lou. Well, but and then they, it didn't they, test well. Yeah. They said that people just wanted to hate her and yeah. not have yeah, that. So that was the original ending. Yep. But I think that there's a way that you could have made her character a little bit more sympathetic without having to go into that much detail. Like, she, at the end, she could have just, like, acquiesced and started clapping or something, and it still would have show, showed her as slightly more human. Right. You know, but instead, they're just like, oh, just leave her as horrible, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, because they, they even shot, like, the whole uh, scenes during the final game of her in the in her, of her like, being excited, cheering and yeah. everything, and they had to reshoot all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, they could have just put in literally one shot of her, like, right. showing that she had given in, and you still could have humanized her without right. having all that extra shenanigans. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's too bad cuz if you watch the scene it's great. She's like doing a really great job. Yeah. Like performing and it's too bad that they decided to just make her the villain because the audience like Well, and then she we hate re- her so much. I she, just want to hate her. I don't want to think she was and then she smart. Did, and then she did reshoots <laughs> and then like and then she did like all the shit where she was sneering yeah. and like mocking and wild thing, like, which yeah. again when she's mocking wild thing is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like like She's go. Uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, I can look her up here. But she does a great job in this movie. Margaret Witten. Yeah, Margaret Witten. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what do? Uh, well, how, how are we going to rate this movie? Ooh, how many shots of Joe Boo's rum? Ooh, that's a good one. That's Very good bad. One. So like, just how many shots am I going to leave for him? I'm yeah. not going to yeah, take yeah. a shot. No, no. <laughs> they're all, there's they're, no they're, freaking they're, way I'm taking his rum. They're yeah. all offered up to Joe <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like to offer Jobu eight shots nice. of rum out of ten. Because, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that I didn't think it was as funny as I remember it. But I feel like the drama, sports drama chops mm-hmm. of this film are, like, so strong that you yeah. could, like, whether or not you think it's super hilarious or whatever, you can still watch this as, like, a great um, sports movie. Yeah. Um, and not have to feel like, oh, the jokes aren't landing on me or anything. I just think that the the drama between the players, the camaraderie, the way it ends, like the rousing moments at the end are so well shot and mm-hmm. realized the relationships and everything uh, that I just, you know, enjoyed it on that level mm-hmm. more than thinking it was funny. 
Yeah, I will uh, say the same, that I will offer up eight shots of rum for Jobu. Um, <laughs> I had very little expectations going into this. I've never seen these movies before. Mm. All I knew was that Charlie Sheen was in it, you know? Sure. like So I had really, you know, kind You're of like, weird low what expectations. What hot shots offspring is this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't love, we remember I didn't love The Naked Gun, so uh-huh. I really thought it was going to be in that vein. But I really, really liked this movie. It was funny and kind of like heartwarming and it's just like a good sports movie and sports movies are just fun like it's hard to hate a sports movie that is done right absolutely you know and it just kind of like shows like not to wax poetic but that's like the power of sports mm-hmm. to, to like bring people together and communities and you know to cheer for, for yeah. yeah and uh, you know it's in it seems so silly and non-consequential but it's just such a yes yeah. it's, it's something that brings people together and yep and gives us something to have in common uh i am gonna give it um i'm gonna give it nine Nine shots of of Joe Boo. <laughs> nine nine shots of rum for Joe Boo. Uh, I think that that it is one of the better sports movies put together, especially just for the universal appeal of it. I think it's the thing that I was most impressed by is how much you can see the seams. No baseball pun intended. <laughs> of of what the movie does with montages and how much kind of the craft and and structure is simple and obvious and when you see it in other movies you feel like all right well fuck this like like it's it's cliche and this movie does it artfully in a way that should roll eyes and that shouldn't hold up and it and it does in a way that kind of shocked me honestly of of how much it used montage to serve character and how much it you could see what it was doing and you knew how it was manipulating you and how it still worked. And I think that ties back into just you can't hate a good sports movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Major League. Predictions for Major League 2, what's happening next season? Yeah, so I was going to say this movie came out and did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it ended up making about $50 million back Indeed. in 1989. Uh, and in today's standards, it has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, as it should, as it should. We were right in line with our uh, numbers yeah, yeah. here. And then I don't know the year of the next one. I know that at some point... What's David, the, is there a subtitle? It's just called Major League 2. Okay. David, David S. Ward went on to write Sleepless in Seattle. Aww. Yeah, the next one. Comes- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, oh no, gross! Sleepless in Seattle, what a dumb chick flick. <laughs> the next one is 1994. Oh, so Sleepless in Seattle was before that, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so not too far later. Um, I don't know, like where this can go from there. I guess. I guess we're gonna see another season. They're gonna maybe... make it to round one of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> where maybe they're on top and they're not gonna. They're they're gonna start on top because they just won yep. the playoffs, and then maybe we're gonna see that like. I don't know. They're what they did in Major League wasn't enough or something. Yeah, or, like a sophomore slump yeah, or a decline. Try harder. Well, <laughs> again, they just won the pennant. Yes. So like they could they could have been knocked so out. There in could the be first. a whole movie of just the next few games. In yeah. That series. <laughs> yeah. Like they just made it to the playoffs. So yeah. and if I know Indians history and I do. Well, and I also think that probably a handful of those old guys would have cycled out, and so we'll probably see. Maybe, I don't know, Charlie Sheen and Wessex Snipes and Dennis Haysburg and all those guys dealing with new rookies coming in. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Anything else you think, Ty? Well, I know. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so shut I up. think I've probably seen it, but I, I can't remember anything about um, it. I will say, uh, the, I, the, here's what I'll say Spoilers? before. Spoilers? No, it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler. No. I do not know, and I'm actually interested to see how this works. Uh, <laughs> There is a Japanese baseball player mm-hmm. in the second film. Oh my god! And Uh-oh. I I don't know if he is a punchline <laughs> or not. You can't remember. You mean? Dun, dun. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I can't remember. All right. So, we'll see what happens. But, find out. but we will find out on that. You know, the other thing I wanted to quick mention that I tried to look up, but it's hard to search. Uh, Major League Baseball it movie is, logo. Yes. yes. Uh, so the poster for this uh, has this really iconic like. Baseball with, with sunglasses and a yeah. mohawk. Yeah. And I was just curious if there's some story about sure. that. But I couldn't find anything for the life of me about like it was probably just some marketing people, but it's like well, I think it carries through if you put if you put a mohawk on a baseball back in nineteen eighty nine, you let us know. I just is it's it's a cool design because the, it the is. seams of the baseball make it look like a face and it's just like You're an American hero. Whoever came up with that is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna find through, out. So. I wanna find out. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone knows 
let us know. We'd like to hear it. Um, but I think that's going to wrap us up for Major League. Yeah, uh, if you have any comments or uh, something to add, mm-hmm. questions, suggestions for future franchises, email us, sequelrights at gmail.com. And find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at sequelrights. Yeah, absolutely tweet us what your walkout music would be or walk-up music would be yeah. for your Major League debut if you're coming down to, to win the pennant. And uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Give us the five stars, the four stars, the three stars, the five stars. Uh, and words, write words. Write words. We'd love to hear words. Yep, so we're going to be back. We have the for, best words. We're going to be back next week for another season of baseball with Major League Two. We'll see you then. Bye.